the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. A Virginia county says no to extra security against abortion activists. Fairfax County officials rebuffed a request from Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin to establish a security perimeter around the neighborhoods of Supreme Court justices living in the county who have faced protests outside their homes following the leak of a draft opinion that would overturn the Roe v. Wade abortion rights decision. The Board of Supervisors say the request is too drastic and would infringe on the protesters' First Amendment rights. Rhonda Rockstra reporting. The 18-year-old gunman who authorities say killed 10 people at a Buffalo supermarket yesterday had previously threatened a shooting at his high school and was sent for mental health treatment. A law enforcement official telling the AP that Peyton Gendrond had appeared on the radar of police last year when he threatened Susquehanna High School. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is tired of our representation. I couldn't care less what Congress does because they have demonstrated themselves to be unfit as a collective body. Not individual people, not a half a dozen people who come on my show. As a collective entity representing the American people, they are unfit to serve. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. And we're excited about this, welcoming Michelle Tafoya to the Salem Airwave. Former NBC sideline reporter is now a host of our brand new podcast, Sideline Sanity. Keep a close eye on am1280thepatriot.com for details and the debut episode. Your weather uh, today, mostly sunny, high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny, high of 67. The Narn with Brad Carlson is next. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to uh, reach out via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in as, uh, well, I put in three hours yesterday uh, live from the Republican Party of Minnesota State Convention. Uh, Mitch Berg and I, Mitch was with me until 3.15, then he had a, uh, another engagement to jet to. Yeah, that was pretty much that was pretty much it. Can you imagine? Uh, what's Mitch's line, uh, the Blues Brother line? We got a half a pack of cigarettes, half a tank of gas, uh, however it goes. Yeah, that was... Uh, he pretty much went flying up north to a garrison three hours from Rochester for his band gig. But he made it. it was yeah, a be- that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a oh, good one. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I needed to get you some Blues Brothers uh, drops here, Consigliere. But uh, uh, anyway, speaking of the Republican Party of Minnesota Convention, uh, there were some endorsements uh, that were voted upon this past weekend. We'll... Uh, get to all of those, but the uh, first in, in, I guess, endorsee is Ryan Wilson. He is officially the Republican candidate for Minnesota Auditor, hoping 
to oust Julie Blaha this November. Yeah, that's her name, State Auditor Julie Blaha this November. Uh, Ryan Wilson joins us via phone to kind of uh, talk about the uh, path forward and uh, what he's got planned over the next uh, five and a half months. Uh, Ryan Wilson, honored to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Brad, for having me. You bet. Uh, congratulations again. Uh, you're uh, uh, officially, I, I believe you were first on the agenda Friday night, uh, Ryan. I wasn't there, but you were first on the agenda, if I remember right. Yeah, we were the first one up, which is a, a nice change. When we went around the state uh, to different BPOU meetings, uh, usually the, the governors get to go first, and then the AG, and then the Secretary of State, and then they let the auditor in. But I think they're realizing the importance of uh, locking down the auditors and uh, and making sure that we bring back accountability to Minnesota. So got to go first and uh, kick off the convention. Now, as is there, I was kind of following along via Twitter uh, Friday evening. Is the rumor true? Kind of your introductory video featured a hat tip to some white claws. Uh, can you confirm or deny, Ryan Wilson? Uh, no white claws, but we did feature. Or we did. Uh, we did uh, have a, a DFL van made an appearance. I got gotcha. uh, you. Okay. Up at the end. <laughs> okay, you, you folks, uh, my audience uh, should understand that reference. I talked about that story. We don't need to go into that uh, any deeper because obviously uh, important stuff uh, going forward. Uh, how? Uh, what can you tell us, uh, Ryan Wilson? Uh, less than forty-eight hours after being officially endorsed, uh, have you been able to fully uh, digest? Uh, 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 this uh, particular honor, and uh, what are you doing today as far as campaign activities? Yeah, you know, the, de- the delegates uh, were great. You know, the auditor's office uh, is something that, you know, throughout the years, uh, fourth on the ballot, uh, tends to get less attention than it should. But I think people see that we're making the case uh, for why it's an important office and how it affects the everyday lives of Minnesotans um, and why why a strong watchdog over their tax dollars uh, is needed. Uh, you know, over these last four years, we've seen a scandal after scandal of, of really much epic proportions. Uh, you know, you might remember the daycare fraud scandal of $100 million oh, yes. a couple of years ago. Yep. Uh, and that seemed like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've, uh, we've, we've surpassed that. Uh, we have our, you know, the current feeding our future, uh, alleged feeding our future scandal, um, where the FBI is, you know, swooped in. Um, to protect, uh, try to protect that program and, and get potential bad actors out of it. And that could be north of half a billion dollars, $500 million, oh, right? Yeah. Dwarfing, dwarfing the daycare, yeah. uh, daycare scandal. Um, and then we have the, you know, uh, epic waste for, <laughs> in Minnesota. We have the light rail project uh, that looks like it's a billion dollars, at least a billion dollars over budget. Um, and so it's all of these things and then all the stuff that's you know, not being found, not being reported. These are just the things the media happen to found, right? None of this is coming to the state auditor's office. And, uh, and it's, uh, people are seeing why we need somebody that's going to be you know, vigilant, that's going to take the office and make it the, you know, the watchdog it needs. The office has been around since the founding of the state. You know, the founders sure. thought it was an important thing to have somebody overseeing uh, you know, Minnesota's finances and ensuring that uh, you know, money wasn't going to waste um, and so this is, it's a, it has the opportunity to be a, a real uh, mouthpiece and, and, and bullhorn for uh, you know, for accountability. And like I said, unfortunately, over these last four years, that just hasn't been the case. Now, this uh, particular office, uh, you know, talk about maybe the duties, the purview that you might have. I mean, you alluded to some of the bigger uh, money pits, if you will, whether it's a light rail or just the flat-out fraud, whether it's, like you said, the daycare reimbursement scandal or the Feeding Our Future situation. Uh, does the state auditor have the purview or have the uh, authority to just go out and unilaterally say, hey, we need to look into this, we need to dig further into this, or do you need uh, authority from the governor? I mean, uh, maybe kind of talk a little bit about the logistics uh, of uh, this particular office, Ryan Wilson. Yeah, so the state auditor's office is its own constitutional office, so it doesn't report to the governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, directly accountable to the people, which is great. Um, and it gets its powers uh, and its duties from the legislature. Uh, the state constitution just says we'll have a state auditor uh, and then leaves it to the uh, legislature to define what that is. And so over the years, that's changed. Um, uh, sometimes it's been more, sometimes it's been less. But currently, and this is kind of a big picture, there's obviously a lot of details that we don't need to bore the listeners about. Um, the state auditor is responsible for auditing everything below the state agency levels. So counties, oh, cities, sure. school districts, um, special districts, uh, subdivisions like the Met Council, um, and the office of the legislative auditor, uh, which is which reports to the legislature, that's going to report. That's going to audit agencies like the Department of Education, Department of Health, uh, state agencies. Right. Um, so that's kind of a that's sort of the division of, of responsibilities. Um, and, but there's a lot there's a lot left to be desired in that legislation. So one of the things that, that and I talked about this um, uh, at the convention is 
it's time for a reworking of these statutes. We have to ask, does it make sense how the current division of responsibilities works? Are there gaps? Are there things that are falling between the two offices, um, things that maybe an inspector general or somebody that can uh, oversee these programs on more of an uh, ongoing and day-to-day basis? And we saw it with Defeating Our Future. You know, that was at the agency level. Um, so that's something that uh, was wouldn't fall technically under the state auditor's office, but the state auditor could have, led. And once they started to see that uh, issues with that program, which were identified years ago, um, could have gone to the legislature and said, hey, there's, here's our holes. Here's some gaps. I'm the one elected by the people to watch over uh, you know, Minnesota's tax dollars. And here's what I need to be able to do my job better. And that's an example of the type of thing that hadn't been happening. Uh, and that I, plan, you know, that I plan to do. I plan to work with the legislature across the aisles uh, to be able to, you know, to really beef up the state auditor's office. Uh, you know, we, need, we need more audits. We need more accountability, not, uh, not less in Minnesota. Obviously, when we are in, a, in an election cycle, Certainly the, the headlines that are garnered by the, you know, the, whether it's a gubernatorial candidate, obviously there are uh, big-name uh, legislators that uh, get a lot of the, the headlines. You talk about the constitutional offices. You know, Secretary of State and Attorney General, uh, certainly you, you hear from to a certain, certain extent, probably not as much uh, state auditors. So when you're out there campaigning, Ryan Wilson, how do you reach out to constituents and, and talk to them? I mean, are, are, are any of them really aware of this office? And if they are, I mean, again, certain, not denigrating voters, it's just facts are constitutional offices, as you alluded to, may not garner the sexy headlines, but they do offer a very important role. So how do you, uh, what kind of campaign dynamics, I guess, do you have when you're out there uh, reaching out to the voters? Because certainly some of these big-name fraud scandals I would have to imagine would resonate with them, given it's our tax dollars. Yeah, it does. You know, it's, it's not as widely as reported as you'd think. Um, at the light rail, uh, you know, when I traveled to greater Minnesota, a lot of that, uh, you know, the billion-dollar overrun, uh, the delays, you know, that uh, that's not necessarily being reported up there. And so part of what I'm doing is going around the state and, and raising awareness as to the kind of issues that are happening. Um, some may be metro-specific or other areas, you know, specific to other areas of the state, and right. educating on why this is important. Uh, what the and what the office can do. I mean, I said the office is accountable to the people. Uh, one of the statutes, for example, allows the voters of a, of a school district, let's say, uh, to garner enough, a certain number of uh, signatures and to petition the state auditor to be able to go in and audit their school district on really any affairs that they're concerned on, not, not just not just financial, but anything legal compliance or otherwise. And so, educating people about the power that the office can have and how it really is the people's auditor, if it's supposed to be, um, to protect you know the people's interests. Uh, and so people, and once people learn that and hear that, they think, great, you know, I got this idea, or I'd love to know this, or uh, here's something that needs an audit. And, um, and so it's a matter of just raising visibility, uh, you know, to the office and ensuring what it really can be doing for Minnesotans in their day-to-day lives. So is there, I mean, you, you've obviously given, given a laundry list of, of uh, priorities that you're going to take on once you're elected to this uh, particular office. Is there one particular priority that, in your mind, trumps any others that once you assume this office, you say, okay, roll up our sleeves, we need to get to work, we need to dig into this uh, particular issue? I mean, do you, you kind of have a game plan, I mean, uh, uh, less than a year away from uh, when these constitutional offices are inaugurated, Ryan Wilson? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think one of the main focuses out of the gate has to be on our safety net programs, things like the the daycare program that we talked about earlier, uh, to the extent that it's running through any counties or cities, you know, some of these, you know, our kids getting fed programs, um, there's a lot of argument over how much you know, safety net or welfare should be uh, given out. Right? The legislature argues about that. Both sides, they come together and they sign a bill. Uh, they, put, they, they advance a bill. The governor signs it. Um, but once that's done, you know, once that uh, agreement's been had, we should make sure that these programs that are intended to help people are helping the people that they're supposed to. And they're not being taken away or stolen or used for other other people. I'll give the example of, um, you know, a, a single mother, um, you know, Maybe need to rely on a particular program to be able to keep her from having to sleep in her car with her kids at a given night, right? And every dollar that's stolen from a program or wasted uh, or abused um, is a dollar that's going to keep from helping that person that the legislature said deserves help. And again, we can, you know, the legislature can debate how much or how little of a particular program should be funded. But again, once that money goes there, it should go to the thing that it's intended to help. Um, and again, not be wasted or taken uh, by bad actors. Once again, we are joined uh, by Ryan Wilson. He, the Republican-endorsed candidate for Minnesota State Auditor. 
Uh, Ryan, we appreciate uh, you taking time today on a beautiful day. Obviously, busy campaign season now that you're officially endorsed candidates. Laser focus on the general election. Before we let you go, Ryan, if you want to give folks uh, your website, your social media uh, locations, whatever else where people can find out more about you, and if they like what they hear, certainly uh, donate to the cause. Uh, now's your opportunity. Yeah, please visit us at Wilson Four. MN. You can either do the number four or the letter four, Wilson four MN. Uh, and we'll visit us on social media at Ryan Wilson MN. Uh, and that'll get you to where you need to go. Fantastic. And I've also uh, posted a link to Ryan's website on my uh, blog, bradcarlson.org, on the post promoting today's show. So if you just click on that link, you get right to his website. And uh, also you can see some email and social media icons as well where you can uh, reach out and follow along there uh, as well. Ryan, again, congratulations uh, again on your endorsement. Thanks so much for joining us today, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Best of luck going forward. We appreciate it. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Carlson, The Closer, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Back in mere moments with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. I'll soon be with you, my love. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Was your home impacted by the recent hail and windstorms that hit the metro this week? Hoffman Weber Construction can provide a free damage inspection for you. Hoffman Weber is rated Minnesota's best roofing contractor by the Star Tribune and has over 15 years of local storm damage experience. Many of their customers say their home or HOA is better than before the damage. To book your free inspection today, contact your local storm damage pros. Hoffman Weber Construction. Go to hwconstruction.com. That's hwconstruction.com. As a former congressman and the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. 3853. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. Again, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. 
And we do have our live stream up and going at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And follow along on our Facebook page, as always. Our good buddy, Wild Wilson, down in Texas, uh, wishes us a happy Sunday. And God bless We Patriots America. Indeed, Wild. And yes, Wild, it is, you are correct. It is a beautiful day here in the Twin Cities. I guess he was... Uh, uh, checking out the weather from down there in Texas. Uh, for a while, it's uh, same old, same old instant replay there again, he says. So uh, appreciate the support as always, Wild. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, it was Donnybrook yesterday at the Republican Party of uh, Minnesota State Convention. Well, it actually got started on Friday, and there was a long delay because, you know, 2,000 delegates and alternates showed up you know, to get credentialed, and obviously they were confined to a smaller room where people could go in and out, so the line was huge. I think they gaveled in an hour and a half after they were supposed to start. So there was a delay in getting started, and, of course, you know, the uh, the party, particularly party leadership, was just roasted over this, and how could this be so inept? What a terrible start. And this was after the state central committee delegates met on Thursday evening, where they some of them deliberately ran out the clock so as not to recertify some of the affiliate groups like the Log Cabin Republicans, the Young Republicans, uh, Minnesota College Republicans, the multiple affiliates we have. Thankfully, to a certain extent, that uh, that wrong was righted when the delegates of those affiliates were able to get seated uh, on Friday because when the affiliates weren't recertified, that means whatever delegation wasn't going to be seated. Well, thankfully, at least that part was... Uh, corrected. I don't know if they were ever recertified or not. I, I didn't verify that, but uh, yeah. So, it, like I say, it was a it was a Donnybrook. Uh, um, but once it got started on Friday, you know, it was business as usual. We went through the endorsements. Uh, Ryan Wilson ran unopposed for auditor. He's our uh, audit candidate. Then the attorney general, or I, I think it was Secretary of State, was next. Kim Crockett after the first ballot, I think, had fifty seven, fifty eight percent. And then she, and then Kelly Johnner Byrne, the other candidate, dropped out. I don't, uh, I don't believe she endorsed Kim Crockett. And then, but given Kim Crockett was the only candidate remaining, the delegates chose to endorse her via voice vote. And then an interesting development in the attorney general race. I've been talking about this race for a long time, simply because, in my opinion, I believe it is the one race where the Republicans have the best chance to end their losing streak uh, in statewide races. Now, I believe they got a good shot uh, in the governor's race as well, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I think the best shot they have is in the attorney general race. Keith Ellison was vulnerable in 2018, even in a Democrat wave year, but unfortunately uh, Doug Wardle didn't run, run a great campaign, and Ellison ended up squeaking out a victory. But now this environment's more favorable to Republicans. Now, unfortunately, Minnesota has had a tendency to be immune from the red waves that take place in states across the country. Okay, it's kind of like the uh, uh, Charlie Brown looking to kick the football and Lucy pulls it away at the last millisecond. That's what we felt like as Minnesota Republicans for the last several election cycles. I mean, just uh, on, a, on a bad losing streak. So uh, the auditor's race, Jim Schultz ended up being the endorsed candidate. What happened there, and again, I was out and about Friday evening, but I did follow along on Twitter when I could. First ballot, Doug Wardlow had like 46%. Jim Schultz had 41%, and Tad Jude had 12%. Well, Tad Jude uh, dropped out after the first ballot, endorsed Jim Schultz. And all of a sudden, the second ballot, it was completely flipped. Wardlow went from like 46% to 40%, and Jim Schultz, rocketed up from like 41% to 58%. Huge jump. And, of course, you need 60% for endorsement. Well, then Doug Wardlow dropped out, didn't endorse Jim Schultz, but then because Schultz was the only remaining candidate, by a voice vote, he became endorsed. Now, Doug Wardlow had said he was going to abide by the endorsement. And shortly after Jim Schultz was endorsed, Blois Olson, from his morning take Twitter feed, tweeted out that I just spoke to Doug Wardlow, and after talking with his campaign staff, he is not going to a primary. So there it is. You have a two-way primary, Jim Schultz against Dennis Smith, the other Republican candidate who has said from day one he was not going to abide by the endorsement, didn't even bother to show up to the convention. Now, all of a sudden, yesterday I'm seeing rumblings, well, from Doug himself, 
uh, Doug took to Twitter, and it indicated that he and his wife uh, are prayerfully uh, considering what to do next uh, in their campaign to stay tuned, almost as if he is leaving open the possibility of running in a primary. Well, in fact, I'll, I'll read you the, uh, this was from, the, actually, this was from late Friday evening. So this was just mere, a, a couple, three hours after he told Blois Olson he's not running in a primary. He takes to Twitter late Friday night and says, thank you to all of our supporters for your tremendous efforts. Jenny, his wife, and I appreciate all of you so much. We are taking some time now to reflect and pray about the next steps of our campaign. So, and that's the last thing he uh, he tweeted out. He hasn't been on. He hasn't tweeted anything out since then. So that would tell me he's at least considering running in a primary, which I think would be the absolute wrong thing to do. I mean, even if you had indicated from the outset you weren't going to abide by the endorsement. I think Doug going to a primary is a mistake because I just don't think he has the financial backing to to run a, a formidable primary campaign. But to say that you're abiding by the endorsement and then confirming that with a member of the media, in this case, Blois Olson, that you're not running in a primary, and then a few hours later saying, well, we're, we're kind of thinking about it. Um, that that's a, That'd be a mistake, in my opinion. And, and again, it's not because I feel you know, I was very upfront. I felt like Tad Jude or Jim Schultz would be the best opportunity head to head against Keith Ellison. Now, that's not to say Doug Wardlow would not be a better attorney general than Keith Ellison. Of course, he would. Now, again, damnation with faint praise, very low bar. I get that, but that's just a horrible look. And if Wardlow decides not to run in a primary, I think Jim Schultz easily uh, prevails. Uh, you know, I get it. Dennis Smith has been focused on this primary from day one, but I think. I, d- I definitely think Jim Schultz, well, I mean, he has the backing of the state party, first and foremost. And I w- and what was interesting to me is I was seeing a lot of uh, moderate Republicans, even people who have completely left the party, you know, going back to the beef with Trump, left the party after Trump, kind of became the de facto leader when he won the uh, nomination in 2016. You had people like that saying, you know, for me, it's pretty easy, you know, uh, which Republican candidate I prefer, the one with the law license or the one without? Because Dennis Smith has had some issues with his law license. And fair or unfair, that will probably do- that will absolutely dog him in the general election and will probably be a big factor in a primary as well. So, uh, again, something to keep an eye upon. Well, you know, we may have Dennis on the show again. I've had him on twice. Um, I, you know, I have no problem having him on again. We'll definitely have Jim Schultz on again. I reached out to Jim Schultz people on Friday evening after he was endorsed, did not hear back. So I was hoping to get him on the show today, but haven't heard back from him. But uh, Jim Schultz, if you or your people are at all listening, you feel feel free to uh, check in with us sometime today. We'd love to hear from you and chat with you about your endorsement. Uh, very, uh, very enthusiastic about this candidacy. And, and this you could feel the excitement about this about this particular candidacy, particularly on the convention floor. And this from what I understand was the theme of the weekend is that the enter it was so electric in the Mayo civic center. The, the, the energy and the enthusiasm was palpable and Mitch and I definitely felt it yesterday. I mean, this was, this was one of the most fun conventions we've ever broadcast was this, was this particular one. It, it was a lot of fun. And again, once the credential snafu got straightened out, uh, they were able to go about their business. Uh, the governor's race, that was a whole other situation entirely. Went nine ballots yesterday. But finally, after the ninth ballot, Scott Jensen, who was the first Republican to enter the race 14 months ago, uh, he was ultimately endorsed. A lot, and I do mean a lot, happened uh, between uh, when the convention gaveled in yesterday morning and when Dr. Jensen was finally endorsed, sometime around 6 p.m., if I remember right. So it was a long day, but it finally happened. Uh, Scott Jensen, he will be joining us uh, in the uh, next segment. So we'll get his perspective. And uh, I talked to him a little bit this morning, and he was still trying to digest all that had happened. I mean, he's been he's been hitting at this thing for a long time, has hit a lot of bumps in the road, no doubt about it, over these 14 months, particularly having to do with his professional career as a physician. Yeah, but have, especially with the... Uh, medical board here in the state of Minnesota twice receiving complaints 
uh, about him and questioning whether he should even have a medical license. He overcame those, and uh, now he's definitely got some momentum going into the general. Uh, Michael Broadcorp, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, has been saying for some time he believes Jensen's candidacy is dead on arrival against Tim Walls. Couldn't disagree more. The polls say the exact opposite. Scott Jensen, for quite some time, has been polling the best of all Republican candidates head-to-head versus Walls. He's definitely within the margin of error, so I do not agree at all that Jensen's candidacy is dead on arrival. And that's not I'm not saying that just because he's going to be a guest in the next segment, because he is. Dr. Scott Jensen next on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. The young lady from the rescue delivered happy. He was missing hair, stinky, scabby. The cause of his issue was poor nutrition. It was neglect. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. We've been using Dinovite Band within a couple weeks. His skin started clearing up, he didn't smell, he had more energy, a glow and a bounce about him. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. If you have any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, we also have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to check us out there as well. Leave a comment or question or a commendation or condemnation, whatever you prefer. And uh, thanks so all for tuning in. Do we have our guest uh, on the line, Consigliere? Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as I alluded to, uh, yesterday was uh, quite the Donnybrook at the Republican Party of Minnesota State Convention. Uh, as soon as we gaveled in yesterday morning, we started with the uh, Five or six Republican gubernatorial candidates vying for the Republican Party of Minnesota endorsement. 
And uh, it took nine ballots in, uh, I don't know how many, eight, nine hours maybe, but we do finally have an endorsed candidate for governor. Uh, Dr. Scott Jensen, who got who was the first Republican to get in the race a little over a year ago, uh, has had a lot of bumps in the road between when he first got in and yesterday, but uh, he f- got there to the convention and is the endorsed Republican candidate for governor and has his eyes now laser-focused on the general election where the real work now begins. So, folks, as always, we are honored to be joined on the program by the aforementioned Dr. Scott Jensen. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. We're waiting for the applause to die down, Dr. Jensen. So uh, soak it in, sir. Soak it in. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jensen, uh, thank you for being on. Uh, congratulations again. Less than 24 hours after becoming the Republican-endorsed candidate for governor. Um, has, it so, has, has it sunk in yet, Dr. Jensen, all the work you've put in the past 14 months to uh, finally get to this point? Uh, how you feel? Well, I feel humbled and I feel energized. And my wife and I talked this morning and honestly, neither of us thinks it's totally sunk in. It was such, as you said earlier, such a Donnybrook. Yeah. And I know that Mary and I have been campaigning for 15 months and we had six months of reflection and consideration as to what should we do? What were we being called to do? It feels good. I guess it always feels good to win, but it also feels like, I've been through the ringer. I feel sort of a little bit like a, a dish rag. I've sort of been wrung out, and sure. I've got to somehow go restore the, the moisture in my in, in my washcloth so that I, I can wring out some more water. But right. I do feel incredibly humbled. We had 2,200 people there who gave an unbelievable amount of time, effort, and money to participate in the process. And they said, you know, at the end, 65% of the people said, this is a guy, we're going to go do it. I'm incredibly honored to have Matt Burke as my running mate, a talented man of determination and character. We're excited to see about the opportunity to create a contrast for Minnesota so they can say, okay, this is the leadership style we have, and this is what we've seen happen, and this is what we see if we reimagine what Minnesota could look like. Now, Dr. Jensen, I know you've probably been to uh, conventions previously, whether, you know, as, a, as an activist, you were, of course, an elected official, served four years in the Minnesota State Senate, and now as a as a gubernatorial candidate. Have you ever felt that kind of energy and enthusiasm and excitement in one room before Republicans? Me speaking personally, I've been to many conventions. I have not. It's just there was something different about this convention, Dr. Jensen. You're absolutely right. There was an electricity, and it was it was literally... You know how sometimes a power line will go down and, and it'll spark. And it was like that. I mean, you get a spark. And I remember the first speech I gave, the energy was literally palpable. And it drove, I think, the speakers to higher pitches, uh, softer uh, moments, and always an awareness that what we were about was important. It really mattered. And I think it reflects the sign of the times. Those people there, recognize it in our own way we are fighting for what we think the constitution represents and we think that minnesota and america has gotten off track it's not sustainable and by darn george they are not going to stand for it. and this is our perhaps last best chance for some time to come and we don't want to squander it yeah, absolutely. I, I do recall uh, just, I think this obviously six months ago, the uh, uh, some of the big elections that we saw, particularly in New Jersey and especially in the state of Virginia, when uh, Republican Glenn Youngkin prevailed in a very blue state in Virginia. And I remember after that race was called, I, it wasn't very long after, Dr. Jensen, where you hopped on and said, Minnesota is next. So this is something you've been visualizing uh, for some time going forward. Uh, what How you... Are you now, I know that, you know, you probably have a primary opponent or two for the Republican primary, but is your mindset right now pretty much laser focused over the next five and a half months in the general election? Is that kind of how you're going about this? Absolutely. This is our time. This is our time to send a clear message to to Tim Walls. Game over. You're done. Uh, we're going to work against Tim Walls. We're going to sharp create a sharp contrast. The Democratic machine is huge. Uh, it's well-funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they know how to play the game. They they write their own rules at times, and it's not going to be easy. I mean, I'm already being called names, but I guess I've been getting used to it for the last year. Uh, th- th- there's 
there's no hesitation to uh, use any name they want, and it doesn't need to be factually based. I get that. Uh, a lot of times the adjectives are adjectives that you could use to describe a bald eagle, a lion, or a human, and uh, you just have to take what comes. But we're laser-focused on in November because I firmly believe, and I think thousands of people there yesterday believe, that we can make history in Minnesota, and if we do, there's a domino effect that touches a lot of America. And if we touch enough of America, I think we literally create a rallying spirit across the world that says freedom matters, democracy matters, and the United States is back. One of the concerns when you got in the race, particularly among Republican activists, and and you did address this uh, yesterday uh, on stage after one of the mini ballots, uh, was your stance on, on the Second Amendment, particularly after I think it was the uh, Stoneman Douglas uh, shooting in Florida, where you had uh, signed on to some legislation uh, addressing uh, gun violence? And uh, I think it was the, the red flag bill. And then ultimately you took your name off of it. And this was a lot of concern, myself included, Dr. Jensen, I'll be frank, that activists had over your stance on the Second Amendment. And you took that opportunity yesterday to say that you at, you apologized for taking that stance while you were in the Minnesota State Senate and even referenced the fact that you and your wife uh, went out and got your permits to carry. Do you feel, I mean, did you get a lot of feedback on that? Do you feel that the activists who were hesitant about supporting your campaign because of that issue, do you feel that assuaged their concerns? I do. I think, you know, for 15 months, I've been sharing with people that I really believe that where we're at today with public safety as a crisis, we really do need to pass stand your ground constitutional carry and castle okay. doctrine legislation. Okay. Um, I think you're incorrect on the one. It wasn't red flag bill that I was involved in 2018. It was a background check bill and it had to do. Uh, okay. With, should it be? A, Thank you. Or are we doing you're welcome. Or and my biggest concern when I put my name on that bill as a co-author was I didn't think that prohibited people were actually having trouble getting guns because my brother was a prohibited person should have been with his involuntary com- commitment to a mental health hospital. And yet he was able to get out from St. Peter and get a gun without any difficulty. So I wanted to ask the question, hold it now. An involuntarily committed person to a mental health hospital, by definition, is supposed to be prohibited. How come they're still able to get guns? So I said, I'm willing to talk about that, see if we can fix that. But if we're going to do that, then I also wanted to do the other stuff. I wanted, But let's put stand your ground in there so we don't have to take law-abiding citizens and tell them that they have to somehow demonstrate that they tried to retreat because I don't think they should have to. So I was a rookie, and I said, last year because I was having so many delegates come up to me and say, Doc, we love you. We love your, your strength. We love the fact that you didn't flinch during COVID, that you've been the guy who's gone after Malcolm and Walls, and you've even gone after Joe Biden. Uh, but this gets in my way. you know. And I explained it. They said, so you messed up because it wasn't a very smart move. And I said, you're right. I messed up. And they said, could you tell us that? And I looked at this one guy and I said, no, I don't know why you're here in this space right next to me with thousands of people screaming around us, but you are, and your words are touching me. I said, let me take that under consideration. And over the next few minutes, as I wandered around talking to people, I had this moment where I said, I've got to get up there and just tell people, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that as a rookie senator, I put myself on the wrong side of this discussion. I didn't understand exactly what it meant to do that. It wasn't just about pushing a conversation forward. It had more impact than that. And in that way, I had shortchanged people that wanted to trust me and had trusted me. So I just said, I'm sorry. And I said, it won't happen again. I've always been a, a gun owner, and I've always been a strong Second Amendment supporter, and I've been endorsed by the NRA and the Minnesota gun owners. And I understand that I caused people to feel less than defended. And so I just said it. We are, again, once again, joined by Dr. Scott Jensen. He officially, the uh, Republican Party of Minnesota, endorsed uh, candidate for governor. Uh, Dr. Jensen, obviously, you've alluded to the the COVID situation, particularly Governor Walz's uh, unilateral mandates uh, that uh, were taking place during the height of the pandemic. I think people at the beginning, or at least got a sense, felt like, okay, we really don't know uh, the potency of this virus is something new. They're willing to acquiesce to a couple of weeks. Of course, we all remember two weeks to to flatten the curve. And it, it seemed after several months, it kind of almost became uh, a power play, a selective enforcement, where they were condemning people gathering together. But then, of course, when the unrest took place in the summer of 2020, 
They didn't seem to gather uh, or, or condemn all of the ma- big protests that were taking place where people were crunched together and middling mask usage at best. You came out and hit back against that, and that seemed to kind of be the catalyst to, to kick off uh, your campaign. Now, I want to talk specifically uh, regarding covid Regarding the vaccines, you yourself have gotten a lot of criticism on your stance on vaccines, even being called a conspiracy theorist. What is what was rooted in that criticism, Scott Jensen? And can you clarify what your stance is on on covid vaccines? Well, I think there's been just a tremendous amount of name calling. and People have called me an anti-vaxxer. I, I spent a quarter of a million dollars every year buying vaccines for my patients and I, administer, I think our clinic administers over a thousand vaccines and I've signed on as medical, uh, if you will, supervisor for pharmacies so that they can go ahead and get vaccines. I was, when I was in Rotary, I, I uh, took the lead on the polio vaccine initiative to eradicate polio from the world. So I've always been a big advocate of, of vaccines, but I also say, folks, let's use our brains here. Not all vaccines are equal and not all diseases are equal. A vaccine that'll stop polio is a huge deal. A vaccine that might stop diarrhea for one winter season may not be as big a deal. We've had uh, deaths associated with rotavirus vaccines 22 years ago. And that vaccine is a one season term. And it has, it's only protection is to stop you from getting this enterovirus that causes diarrhea. So then along comes COVID. It's a brand new technology. And I said, hold it now, folks. We're talking about a disease that in 99.997% of people under the age of 40 or 50, they're going to recover anyway. So let's be careful. And so then you have to ask, okay, what do you want to be careful of, Dr. Jensen? Well, I, I want to make sure that we're dealing with those two cardinal things when we talk about vaccines, efficacy and safety. And the safety data wasn't really reassuring. There's, if you look at the vaccine adverse event reporting system that the CDC runs, it's, it's very unnerving. Some 25,000 deaths have been associated from a time perspective with it. So I've simply said, can we just be thoughtful about this rather than just have a knee-jerk reflex? The people who really benefit from the vaccine are people over the age of 70 with multiple underlying conditions. And in that group of people, among my patients, 95% of them have been vaccinated against covid so it would be, it seems foolish to me to call me an anti-vax. Now then people say, well, have you been vaccinated, Scott? I said, no, I had the disease. I had it in August of 2020. Uh, I checked my antibodies. I checked them every two to three months and I have robust antibodies. I have the level of antibodies that people who get vaccinated hope to achieve. And there's no reason for me to do that. So then I went to the blood bank and said, you want to check my antibodies? You want to check my plasma? I can give away some plasma. And then they love my antibodies. They love my plasma. So I gave plasma at the blood bank a couple of times. And um, so I think that this is just name calling and trying to sort of paint someone into a corner. I'm not an anti-vaccine, but I'm totally for health freedom. I'm totally for a vaccination bill of rights. I'm totally for the fact that we should all be able to have a conscientious or a religious exemption. This is health freedom. And if we don't have control of our body, what do we have? Once again, we're joined by Dr. Scott Jensen, the Republican candidate, uh, endorsed candidate for Minnesota governor. Only have about a couple of minutes left with Dr. Jensen before he has to run off to an appearance. But we do want to get to a phone call that wants to uh, talk to Dr. Jensen. Uh, Mark in St. Louis Park. Mark, go ahead. You are on with Dr. Scott Jensen. Uh, thanks, man. It'll be super quick. Congratulations, Dr. Jensen. Real quick art- article, conservative review by Daniel Horowitz about uh, D- 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 Tim Waltz versus Ron DeSantis. Devastating article on how, how they handle the virus. But real quick, you know the media is going to be 100% against you. They're basically the Praetorian Guard, the Democrats. Do you have a strategy to counteract the media, or are you going to use the media to your disadvantage, to, to your advantage? I'm sorry, and I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Okay, Dr. Jensen? That's a great question, and I think that if you look at the data, 85% of conventional legacy media is liberal. So 85 to 15, that's not a very good odds. I think we got to take a page out of two people that were victorious. One was a gentleman named President Donald Trump, and another one was a gentleman named Governor Jesse Ventura. We have got to go to the campus and get the young people energized, and we have to run a campaign using social media, using Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And I think we can. I think President Trump showed us that we could do that. He took his message straight to the people so that it couldn't be reformulated mm-hmm. by the convention. 
uh, media. That's powerful. And we're going to do that. We're going to go to people like Mark and we are going to try to touch everybody and we're going to push everybody. Don't you dare think that you get to slow down and get on the sidelines. We're all in this for the next six months. And every day we got to tell at least three people, seriously, you think Minnesota's where we want to be? Seriously, you think this supply chain thing isn't going to get worse? Seriously, you think this is sustainable? Because it's not. That's how we're going to win. Again, if you want to check out uh, Dr. Jensen's campaign, find out more information, go to drscottjensen.com. That's D-R, drscottjensen.com. Dr. Jensen, an honor to be joined by you today, sir. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Congratulations again on your endorsement, and hope to catch up with you again over the next five months while you're on the campaign trail. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great day. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. I'll hunt you down, tie you up, pull your still beating hearts right out of your chest. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. After a long and surprisingly chilly spring, we know that the heat of summer is on the way. Now is the time to take advantage of Standard Heating's offer. Two sweltering savings that won't make you sweat. Save up to $1,700 on the purchase of an air conditioner and furnace combo. Don't have central AC? No problem. Standard is offering an instant savings of $900 off a multi-head ductless system. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving the Twin Cities community, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these specials and beat the heat this summer with more money in your pockets. Call and schedule your free no-hassle estimate with your neighborhood sales representative. Hurry, these offers end May 31st. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. Standardheating.com. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. What does Prager have to say about life? If the Bible were completely silent on the status of the unborn, I would simply use reason and my moral system of you can't take human life. I don't understand why you can take human life before birth but not after birth. People are hysterical on this issue that there is an inability to forthright condemn in the most powerful terms possible threats to Supreme Court justices because deep down vast numbers of people on the left would like uh, a Supreme Court justice killed. There's no doubt in my mind. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available. So call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Hey, it's David McKnight, host of the Power of Zero radio show, heard right here every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on The Patriot. Learn my secrets about retiring successfully, plus strategies designed to pay zero in taxes from my best-selling book, Power of Zero. Investment advisory services offered through POZ Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. A real short segment uh, here as we only got about three minutes left this hour before we go to a break. So uh, I'm going to save some more convention talk for the second hour because, like I said, there was so much going on. It, it was it was incredible. Mitch and I were on from one to three, and that two hours, you know, Mitch's regular broadcast time went like that. 
So we were able to uh, usurp one hour of Jack Tomzak's show from 3 to 4, but Mitch had to jet out at 3.15, so from 3.15 to 4 o'clock it was just Lee Michaels and myself uh, talking about uh, what was going on in the convention. You know, after each ballot, the candidates, the remaining candidates, got to give up and give a give a quick speech to try to uh, persuade more delegates to come to their side. Uh, so there was a lot of, uh, shall we say, backroom dealings going on in order to... Uh, um, you know, finally get an endorsement because it came down to three main candidates, Scott Jensen, Kendall Qualls, and Mike Murphy. And after Neil Shaw dropped out, uh, Neil Shaw was the first to drop out, and he, he pledged to, he encouraged his delegates to support Mike Murphy. And once that happened, the following ballot, then Mike Murphy all of a sudden shot up to first place. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, it was Jensen and Qualls. Paul Gazelka, then uh, it was pretty pretty obvious. He was fading quickly. So Paul Gazelka along with State Senator Michelle Benson, got up on stage and endorsed Kendall Qualls. So even though Kendall Qualls never held elected office, because he was a, he was uh, endorsed by two Minnesota state senators, Gazelka and Benson, all of a sudden they were chiding him as the establishment, because that that's kind of how the game is played, where everybody is running to be the outsider. Everybody wants to be the outsider, because ever since Trump emerged and won in 2016, as an outsider, that's the role everybody wants to play because people quickly ascertained in 2016 we're tired of politics as usual. I mean, you're going to dig up that old fossil Hillary Clinton and run her again? Nah, not interested. Uh, and, you know, Trump rode that to victory in 2016. So uh, there is a back and forth, and then it got to the point where Murphy lost momentum and lost a bunch of votes, like over, I think it was over the fourth and fifth ballot, lost a total of 200 votes. So it was obvious Murphy was fading, and and then after the sixth ballot, he had to have a minimum of 20% on the sixth ballot. He fell below that threshold, so he had to drop out. So then it was a matter of who was going to be able to woo his supporters, Kendall Qualls or Dr. Scott Jensen. And I talked to some Mike Murphy supporters, you know, during one of the breaks, during a broadcast, and they had indicated, oh, yeah, um, a lot of the Murphy supporters prefer Kendall Qualls. Well, until both Qualls and Jensen got to get up to speak one last time before, I think, the seventh ballot, and Mike Murphy joined Dr. Scott Jensen on stage. Yeah, we got a lot more to talk about regarding that saga coming in in the next hour. So hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Closing time. You run a small business, but who's running your HR? Do you have an HR manager? When's the last time you had an HR audit? Do your employees take workplace safety training? My last question to you is this. What are you waiting for? One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. I'm Alan Jones, and I created Bambi specifically for small business. All so you can put your HR on autopilot. With Bambi's HR autopilot, you'll automate the most important HR practices, like HR policies, workplace training, and employee feedback. And you'll get a dedicated HR manager not for eighty grand a year, but yes, for $99 a month. We're here to help you navigate the most complex parts of your HR, available by phone, email, and real-time chat. And here's what I'm the most proud of. Bambi customers are four times less likely to have a claim filed against them, which is why Bambi has received thousands of five-star reviews. You run your business. Let Bambi run your HR. Go to Bambi.com slash info today for your free HR audit. Spelled Bam, B-E-E dot slash info. Bambi.com slash info. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Warning, warning, warning. 
Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, 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 yeah. AM 1280, the Patriot is double. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.